Hello and welcome to the Nursery and Preschool Chatroom podcast. Join the Twinkle team as we talk about life as a preschool and nursery practitioner. We'll share our honest thoughts and experiences on a range of topics that affect early years practitioners every day in their settings. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Nursery and Preschool Chatroom. I'm Katie. And I'm Charlotte. And I'm Fliss. And in today's episode, we're going to be talking about all things to do with uniforms and personal appearances within early year settings. We know that some have policies and that some are a bit more formal, whereas others are a bit more relaxed. So we wanted to see where different people stood. So at the settings I worked at, there's always been some kind of uniform and it was always a very specific top with black bottoms. But one setting I worked at, it had to be like proper trousers. And I always think of like, do you know the school type trousers that you'd have to wear? Mm-hmm. I always think of those and you couldn't wear things like leggings. It had to be those trousers. Or I think it was a knee length skirt. But who's wearing a skirt? Yeah. I've never known a practitioner to wear a skirt, I don't think. I mean, I'd have to wear them chafing pants under Because my thighs would be rubbing together. (laughs) But then another set I worked out, you could wear whatever you wanted on bottom, as long as you had the top on. So Mm. what were your guys' uniforms like? Mine was like, um, just think of like a beautician, basically that, (laughs) in bright red with the nursery's logo on. And I never wore red before I worked at the nursery, so it was a bit of a shock in general wearing a beautician tunic to then having a colour red as well. So we had to wear that top and then bottoms, I think it was just like smart. Um, I wore like some like more like tracky style but nice fabric because they like they were like elasticated waist, so comf- comfortable. And then trainers I wore. If you wanted to wear like longer sleeves, you could put a cardigan on but no like branded like zip ups or anything well yeah well that's what they said but generally went outside you'd put like a A coat on on, or like a hoodie or whatever like you could do that but like when you're in the rooms they said like black cardigan like to go over was the tunic comfortable well i always wore a a t-shirt underneath because you had this like zip going up the side so like you can feel like the fabric like on you especially in the winter when it was cold as well it's short short sleeve tunic so I'd have to I'd wear like long sleeve black top underneath and then a cardigan over the top. And my other concern with bright red is sweat patches. Well it was like thick material it got stained quite easily like from like pen and stuff like that but yeah I used to have a little button on it the children used to stick stickers on it for me so I used to just have like a jazzed up red tunic. Jazzed up. Yeah with little like <laughs> stickers all over it. It wasn't a very flattering outfit you know if you had to like nip to the shops after work and you're walking around in a bright red tunic. I have a very very specific image in my head. I don't like yeah. I don't know if it matches up but it's not giving me cute. No, it's not cute. No. <laughs> I used to be really jealous of like my friend she works in here, she where they just wore like a polo or like a sweatshirt over the top with just like a nice colour, maybe like a like black or like baby blue or something and then just logo on it as well. I was like, can't we have that? <laughs> That's what like uniform wise, the best thing I worked at, they had that. So it was mm. like a black jumper with the nursery logo on. Very primary school. Yeah. With a polo shirt. And then I would usually just wear black jeans or black leggings yeah. or like any trousers that I did not mind getting ruined. Trainers. Trainers. Before yeah. uh, nursery, we'd have to wear proper shoes. And shoes are so expensive and hard to find. And I think like not practical. Like if you're wearing like them sort of shoes, like, I used to run around after the children. Like trainers were the best. Like yeah. more practical and stuff. A dolly shoe or a ballerina yeah. shoe, whatever you call it where you're from. That's not a practical shoe to me, but that was acceptable. Yeah. But you couldn't wear your trainers, so that never quite sat right with me because you're running around. In the summer as well, and you didn't want to have trainers on. You were allowed sandals, but not open toe. 
I know we've spoken about this before and you're like, what's it? What do you mean? Yeah. So like sandals that basically just have like breathe holes in, like you know. <laughs> and then, I don't know how to describe them. Gladiator? I don't know. I don't know what yeah, sort of like jelly shoes. Yeah, like jelly shoes, like but a in a jelly sandal. Shoe, but with your toes out. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Charlotte? What was your uniform like? Well, we had a selection of colours. Did you? Could yes. you choose? We had four different colours. And you could just come in each and day wearing a different colour. Yep, you could wear whatever you wanted. So I'd switch it up. So sometimes I'd wear pink. Nice. Purple, we had blue and a lime green. Oh. But no, I didn't wear the lime green one a lot. Um, I used to wear pink quite a lot. And it just had the logo on, but it was like a thinnish polo top. Yeah. And then we had black cardigans with the logo on. I did try to get as a fleece for winter, but they weren't having any of it. I was like, I think we all should have a fleece for names on the back with what room we work in. And they were like, are you going to pay for that? And I was like... <laughs> like footballers. Yeah, like, like Seabrook Preschool. <laughs> and then like a number as well yeah and like yeah you can pick a number that's a lot of freedom i think so i've never worked anywhere where they would let you do it like that like the bare minimum was t-shirt we yeah vest tops and we could wear like three quarter length pants or we could wear shorts but the shorts had to come to the knee couldn't yeah. be any higher than knee like length. a cycling kind of short but tight yeah oh really really yeah oh i was envisioning you're like Board shorts. No, guys. no, no. We could wear cycling shorts as long as they were thick and they weren't like okay. see-through. But our tops were very long, so they would come over the over your bum and your hips. So you there wasn't you couldn't really see anything. Yeah, I used to be out in playground sunbathing, like with my vest upon, <laughs> glass sunglasses Chill on. Out. I was like, yeah, you guys go play. Did you like your uniform? Would you have preferred mm. not to? They've be scrapped it? mine now since I've left because so someone's they... told me. So they wear their own clothes now. Interesting. So, yeah, I've never known anywhere to no. do my own clothes. I mean, I got preferred it because I didn't have to think about what to wear every day. Yeah. Um, just didn't like the washing because I had to I had to wash it like twice a week. Not a nice uniform. But I just got used to it when you work five days a week. And you get so many days where you've got a uniform mm. and you have to put it on slightly damp. Yeah, yeah. You have had enough time to dry it. Yeah. I mean, some people would put it in our dryer when they got to work and then put it on. The thing that I didn't like about my settings policy on uniform is you guys can see right now that I've got my nose pierced. I wasn't allowed that before so I had to wait until I'd left that setting to get it done and I love getting my nails done my favorite part of the fortnight is going to get my nails done but we couldn't have that done at one of the settings I worked at did your settings have anything like that in place or were you like free range? Mm, mine for piercings I think it was one stud in your ears, in your ears um, and no hoops and jewelry if you had like bracelets anklets necklaces all to like be away, like tucked away, yeah. in case like children got caught on them or whatever. You say that, I have two piercings in one ear, three in the other, and yeah. I always wore them and I never got no pulled up on it. Like, like if there were hoops, I, I wouldn't come in with hoops. So that's just like dangerous anyway, knowing toddlers climbing all over you, they will <laughs> end up ripping they your ear out. Yeah, so I wore an anklet and I did have my ankles on show with the trousers <gasps> that I wore, but it never really got picked up on. I think more than anything, the children like to like sit and play with it and like ask questions about it, so. What about you, Sarah? Because you're quite a colourful hair person. You've always, you always yeah. make it sound like you've had a few different hair yeah, I've had, in the past. I had pink at one point. So yeah, my manager had colourful hair, piercings, tattoos, so she wasn't really fussed with us having them as long as they weren't offensive Yeah. or causing any problems in any way. So obviously I, I had a, a lot of colour hair, pink and red and stuff. I have a nose piercing, my ears pierced, tattoos. But the children used to be intrigued by my tattoos. They weren't on show, but they were on my legs. So when they, my pants were quite flowy. Yeah. So they'd like roll my trouser leg up and like, 
trace the pattern with the fingers or they just they were just intrigued like oh what's this and how did you get that on your leg and does it come off can I colour it in kind of thing yeah. but you know they have to learn about the world around them and they have to know that people not everybody them. looks the same and some people I mean some of their parents had tattoos and things like that so they're going to come across people of all shapes sizes colours everything so mm-hmm. I think they need to be need to be up on it they need to see it they need to know that it's normal and it's not strange for someone to have like like if someone wanted to shave all the hair off then let them do it it's interesting what you said about it being offensive because that's the reason my setting never let like it had like a blanket no tattoo like visible tattoo policy so if a practitioner chose to get something on like their hand or their arm it would have to be covered up so you'd either have to cover it up with plaster a bandage or cardigan or something yeah but then how then it always came up was like just because it's offensive to me doesn't mean it's going to be affected to everyone. And like, there's a difference between the F bomb written. On Literally, your arm. like what a, a practitioner in my old nation, but she had a love heart on her. Yeah, in the love heart, it had a F U. Oh. So obviously, like in the summer and whatnot, when she had no long sleeves on, she used to have to cover it up with a plaster or like a bandage or whatever. And the children would be like intrigued, just like, whoa, what you've done? You've you hurt like yourself. Yeah, play along with it. Like, yeah, I have, but. She didn't have like loads of offensive tattoos. It was just the one like next to it was like a pineapple or like random other things. And yeah. the children were intrigued by them. But yeah, that is offensive. Fair enough. Having to cover yeah, that up. So it's clear that that one you don't want around children. Mm. But for example, like if someone had a skull on their arm, is that necessarily offensive? Mm. I guess it, I know it depends on the style and the nature, yeah. but a skull is a skull. They will have seen it online when you teach them yeah. about like x-rays and when you do like dinosaur digs and stuff like yeah. that. It's like bone, like they will yeah, see. That's a good point like they might make them connections themselves but it's like it's but it goes into whole other topic like how protective of childhood are you being like exactly. they can't see anything that's a really good point that like, they, like, they come across it naturally in their play we do a vet role play we always yeah. have used to have animals um x-rays out so it's not a brand new concept to them so that's something i always found really tricky so every year we'd have a vote on it to see if like we could lift that policy or not and i would be like i think we should it's fine like it's People can express themselves and it was only ever me that voted to get rid of that. I mean, what used to get me is like, even though you shouldn't ever feel judged for what you look like, I used to feel like some parents would look at you in a different way if they saw you had a tattoo or a nose piercing. And even though they might not, you still sometimes can get that vibe that they're looking at you a bit like, "Mm, she's looking after my child and she's got tattoos. she's got a tattoo. Oh my God. You know, she must be like really rough. (laughs) And it, sometimes I used to get that vibe, like when I used to wear the shorts in the summer yeah. and I'd have mine out of my legs. I used to get pe- some parents looking at me a bit like, hmm. Making everyone just look the same, like, is that is a big argument. Like, you should be able to learn. Like, it's personality, isn't it? Like, you you want to know who's working with your children. This is here. Like, just because I've got a tattoo, it doesn't mean I'm a horrible person. Like, it's like my personality. How does your appearance affect how you are with the children? Yeah, how it does it affect how you're helping them learn just because you might have green hair? Yeah. In my opinion, it's quite conflicting. We're constantly teaching earlier children to be themselves mm. and to like really express themselves, and then to be withdrawing mm. that from yourself. Just is that something to consider? Like, is that a conflicting message to be putting out to them? I mean, we used to get little boys with, you know, when you get tattoos from cereal boxes, yeah, or they'd get it out of a machine. It'd be like Superman, yeah, like and they'd have tattoos on on their yeah. arms. Or the little girls would have pink little streaks from like yeah. that. The parents would just let them rub it in, and I used to think that's quite nice because. 
they were talking about it and they sort of, you can look different. And the other children would be really intrigued by it. From a manager's perspective, though, I can also see where is it easier just to avoid that hassle? You don't want to have parents complaining to you that someone is inappropriate. Like, we know that that's not the case, and we've discussed that. But for the managers, imagine having parents completely coming up to you all the time saying, blah, blah, I can't vote my child because of this. And it's a you bit... do it for convenience. Is it easier as a manager just to have a blanket policy so everyone's treated the same? Just to try and see it from both perspectives we, we had one parent and she didn't want me and another member of staff to have their child as a key person because of our yorkshire accent because what? of your accent yeah. because we didn't talk properly but aren't they in the same area so the no, child's moved the same, from a very uh, posh area so we didn't talk properly what proper so <laughs> she would correct me when i spoke Oh, so I say like water. She like, is it water? Like she would literally correct me. So she said to the manager, "I don't want Charlotte and this other person to be my child's key person because they don't speak proper English." I used to always be quite like conscious of it because, like sometimes, like we haven't like we've got different Yorkshire accents, but I'd like um, sometimes say, "Oh, Mikael." Well, not like my, and it's not the right English. It's not technically the right English. So sometimes I do. I'd be like, "Oh no." Like they are going to learn that from me, but I'm like, mm, I say it a couple of times. You know, I don't, I don't know. I used to like think about it like subconsciously, but I was like, but no, I shouldn't change. They live in Sheffield mm. at the same but time. It's, it's not like I sat them down and yeah. said, "This is this how you, is say, how you say water," or pot, like, cause I say potty, not potty. Yeah. So like, it's not as if I deliberately taught them, but because they were with me all the time, they were they were picking up the Yorkshire accent a little bit. But they pick yeah. it up from their friends yeah. as well, especially if they're going to stay living there. And the older like, they get, they'll pick it up. Yeah. It's another thing that everyone learns and adapts isn't it it's yeah. like every little area has their local dialect mm. like i'm a brummie which you probably can't tell listeners from just listening to me right now but some words you say though are i think i do go quite brummie sometimes yeah you know? but i can't imagine someone telling me that i'm not doing good at my job because i accidentally went a little bit brummie yeah it's the mm. same thing yeah it's weird i was like well you chose to live here the bit that i really want to focus on there guys is nails because i love to get mine done every two weeks now that i can where were you allowed no no me yeah. either see we i did get mine done and i think i don't know if it was a written policy but obviously didn't get like followed through because um a lot of the management team had like acrylic nails so that seems to be the standard doesn't it like yeah. it only matters if management want it to matter so i think it was um well they did i think i'm pretty sure in the policy it said no nail polish because if it chips in like you're serving food and that sort of stuff like yeah fair enough but I used to get gels I used to just do it and I really got pulled up on it and like coming back to the things of like jewellery and stuff like that the children were intrigued in it like I'd literally tell them I was getting my nails done and they'd tell me what colour to get it became an interest like we set up like activities like where they drew around the hands and then like coloured in nails and stuff like that so I don't know I think yeah for the food hygiene side of it if you've got nails that are going to chip then yeah. it's not ideal but I don't think there was any issue with me having my nails painted. One nursery, it was like an absolute no-go. But another one I worked at, you were allowed to get them done, but you could only have them a certain length. So it was like just poking over the top of your finger. And that I've got, right? Because that's the safety. You don't mm-hmm. want to accidentally be picking up a baby and then leave a scratch all yeah. of their sides. Can you imagine? I just always thought like um, I could wear gloves while I'm preparing things. Yeah, like, and you're supposed to as well. I always think it's about like I wouldn't, want, I wouldn't ever get my nails, like let them be long because like, you check nappies and mm-hmm. I hate when you check a nappy and it's come up the back and you get poo in your nail as it is anyway so imagine if it's an even like longer nail then you're gonna oh, get it all in so it so I was just like that was like a genuine thought like when I was getting my nails done don't get them too long because mm-hmm. if you do a nappy you might get poo in it 
Tell me so, you're working earlier. <laughs> literally. I don't think office workers have that. Like, pull your thing, uh, <laughs> That's yeah. probably hands down one of the worst parts of being working in the earliest is that when that happens. It's the worst. No. So for this week's practitioner problems, we've got a question and it is, where do you place your highest qualified member of staff in the nursery? That's a good one. Yeah. That's an interesting one. I think it should go off your experiences, probably like if you have training with babies and you've done a lot of experience, you've worked with babies a lot or, you know, you've been around them, then you would suit to be in the baby room rather the preschool room Mm -hmm. but I think if you genuinely come in with just like you've got your level three in childcare or you've got a uni degree in child studies you can go anywhere in my eyes really I agree but I was thinking if you've got a higher qualification level I think there's an assumption you've got that because you have a bit more of a specialism Mm -hmm. so I think sometimes you need to put that person where the need in your nursery is so I first started at a setting, I was put into toddler room, even though I had the least amount of experience in toddler room, I'd done more in babies in preschool, but I was put into toddler rooms because they needed more support there with the behaviour and the sense that that's where they thought I'd be able to best assist in my time there. Yeah, well, I came into nursery of level six at uni and they just kind of said, where do I want to work? I don't think they really, I think they just mainly wanted to put you where you felt the most comfortable to work. And like you say, I think if there was ever where they needed some improvement or help in one room, they'd move yeah, I mean, you've just rem- reminded me that like they used to put staff in my room when they were like struggling or they needed that bit of extra support, support or the, the apprentices I used to get. Yeah, that happens a in lot. Preschool, it? they go to preschool yeah. a lot because it's supposed to be, and I'm doing air quotes to our listeners, <laughs> easier. Start <laughs> <Not> shivering. <laughs> yeah, it's really easy in preschool. Clenching her teeth. I mean, every room is hard. So when it's full, it's not easy. And there's also the other thing about the qualification, which we all know, like most of us will know, is if you have the appropriate level six, you could be on a one to 13 ratio yeah. according to the EYFS. We know some settings do and some settings don't. And there's a lot of confusion about what counts in that. But one to 13, that's the five lot. extra children. Mm-hmm. That's more than 50% on the normal one to eight. That's in 10. Mm-hmm. And like, I've never done a one to 13 ratio, like yeah. even with that. That's just that's yeah. a lot. Again, there's sometimes you can't avoid it, for example, if someone calls in sick. But to me, it's not necessarily a more productive, more safe environment. Yeah. Just because I did a little bit of extra studying. But then the, you know what I mean? the, cre- the rule creeped in that sometimes I could be on my own with 1 to 13. Absolutely. And I that's was like, not that's rule. not a rule. That's just you making this up yeah. on the spot because there's nobody to cover to come in. And there's always been a lot of confusion about what counts as an appropriate level 6. I actually saw a Facebook post the other day with someone who'd emailed Ofsted. And Ofsted replied saying like they've got to be because it's it's teacher qualification, yeah. so they've got to have that QTS, the qualified teacher status, the EYTS, which is the early years teacher status, or their EY or their EYP, which is early years professional status. So it's not just any level six. It's not like mm-hmm. someone who could have done design. We've actually been working on something like this at Twinkle because we know a lot of people have questions about it, and we've getting a lot more questions about the amount of qualified and unqualified, say level two, three, six, like who can work with what amount of children. So we've been working on a calculator to help you work this out. And I'm not gonna lie, it is the most complicated spreadsheet I've ever had to work on, but we've nailed it. I need to go into twinkle.co.uk and find the ratio calculator and hopefully it'll save some of you hours of If only it was around when I worked in nurseries <laughs> four hundred years ago. <laughs> 
So thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Nursery and Preschool chat room. As always, you can get in touch and share any of your practitioner problems or worries or share any ideas for future topics with us on our social media platforms. So we've got Facebook, Facebook groups, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, you name it, we've probably got it. But in the meantime, we'll see you soon. Bye. See ya.